Welcome uh, to a new episode of the India Independent Films Podcast. This is Rahul Desai here. Uh, I'm a film critic for Film Companion. I have with me uh, today my uh, friend and colleague, um, Polome Das, who reviews for News9. Uh, she, we are going to be talking today about a, a release that got uh, pretty much drowned under the hype of Geraya a couple of weeks back, uh, Badai Do which is a spiritual sequel to Badai Ho, if you remember that film. And uh, this released in theatres, so it did not get the same amount of uh, uh, sort of post-release hype that a lot of online releases did in the last couple of weeks. But uh, uh, we are happy to report it that it was quite a decent film. In fact, follow me and uh, both of us ended up watching it at the same press screening, our first Hindi film together in at least a couple of years. Uh, and it, it was a fairly pleasant experience. It was... Uh, Uh, I did not like to be on we'll get into the expectations and the film itself later before we continue I'll just describe the film in a couple of lines and uh, I'll throw it to Paulumi after that Uh, Badai Do is as I said a spiritual sequel to Badai Ho it's directed by Harshwadhan Kulkarni who if you remember directed this quirky little comedy called Hunter and and uh, um, so this is his second film it's taken a while Uh, it stars Rajkumar Rao and Bhumi Pednekar uh, and uh, it's basically, it's a very simple concept. It takes forward the social message genre, which is basically Ayushman and Rajkumar Rao are taking turns sort of owning right now. Uh, it, it's it's based uh, entirely in Dehradun and uh, it's it's about um, it's about a guy named Shadul Thakur who is a closet, who is who's gay and he's closeted and he's, he's from a typical small town family that we see in so many of these small town Indian films. And uh, uh, he finds uh, uh, a woman named Sumi, who's a physical education teacher, and she is a lesbian and she's closeted too. None of their families know. They decide to enter into a lavender marriage, which is basically a marriage of convenience to hide their uh, um, hide their sexuality from their families. And uh, the film is about their marriage and how they uh, basically try to go about hiding their truth from society and the mess that it causes. Obviously, it causes a mess. Obviously, it will come to a point where they have to reveal their uh, uh, truth to a lot of people, including society. So uh, anyway, we'll now get into our feelings about the film. I kind of, I I quite liked it, uh, even though I was a bit tired of the small town uh, family template because you can't tell one film from the other anymore, uh, especially because there have been so many in the last couple of years since 2014 or 15. Um, uh, and even the actors, the supporting cast, more or less sort of morph into each other at some point. But this was fairly well done as far as, you know, we tend to sort of label these films as important and must watch and progressive. But there was more to this than just those labels and which I found very interesting. Follow me, let's uh, uh, come to you and your feelings about the film. I know you quite liked it too. And uh, um, did you, uh, were you, first of all, what were your expectations going into the film and what was your reaction to it after watching? Um, Firstly, I would also like to say that I will remember this movie in more ways than one because like you said, it was the first movie we saw at a press screening uh, after, I'm guessing, two years. I remember the last movie I saw was Hindi Medium and that was like a while back. A lot has changed in our lives and in the country and in the world since then. So it generally, like, I know, like, we're so used to watching movies online, but, like, going to a press show still has that kind of introverted hanging out uh, vibes that you can get from, like, wanting to see a movie and also hang out with your friends. So I was, like, very excited for that. 
Um, also about the movie, I think I liked it way, way more than you did. I remember both of us liked it, but you still had like, like you mentioned, you're yeah. kind of fatigued by this idea of like social messaging and also small towns and like you know the tropes that you usually see in like a couple of films being repeated and which is like very fair. I also liked it because I thought that it took those tropes and like showed you why like those tropes work. That mm. I feel like a lot of other movies may not kind of like cohesively do as this movie did. Mm. And I, this is the first movie. I mean, all of us spend our lives online, online twenty four seven right now. And yeah. I feel like this is the first movie that I haven't, I hadn't seen much of in terms. Of also, like it was releasing in the week of Gehraya, so it was like impossible for your timelines to not be taken over by Gehraya, even when the movie didn't release. But I remember the week before, I had just seen the trailer, and I thought the trailer was. uh fun but again like it's a it was a hindi movie trailer so it like more or less spelled out what i thought was everything in the movie and yeah i i knew it would be good but i don't think i quite expected it to be this good i didn't expect it to like this much and i was pleasantly surprised yeah fair enough like i i mean i i do remember while watching it enjoying it quite a bit and but th- that's the thing like after coming out i was like okay uh, it's sort of too easy to you know deliver progressive messages with this whole small town setup because you get these ready made families that are always uh, you know lovable but regressive at the same point and <laughs> you know I, i used to really like it back in 2014 15 uh, you know in the bareilly ki barfi days and in 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 a bunch of other uh in in i think that there was the ayushman bhumi film dam laga ke aisha with morale yeah. started the whole trend yeah. so i used to enjoy it back then it's just that now of course this fatigue is one thing and as you mentioned this did actually uh, uh you know did this did actually sort of prove that these tropes need not always be uh, tiring when it comes to at least the storytelling part of it and, and i ah uh, uh, yeah you know, like Until Badhai Do, which, like you said, is about like two queer leads who are in a lamenta marriage. Until right now, uh, we had also seen movies with all of these same flavors, like you know, a meet cute or like a small town romance or like hiding things from your family, leading double lives, or family being regressive but also like loving. We had also seen it in very like mainstream um kind of storytelling, like by which I mean like straight characters, like what happens in a heterosexual romance or what happens when a guy and a girl fall in love. I think mm-hmm. like. I think we should also take into slightly into consideration that we are also seeing all of these exact familiar tropes in a very unconventional setting or setting that we don't have a reference point for. Like to my mind, I thought this was, I thought this movie was slightly um, less social messagey than Shubhmangal Jada Savdhan, another film I genuinely liked. But there, I would argue, like I get your point about how a social message can like kind of overwhelm the film film at times. But I don't hmm. think like. that happened with badhai do and i feel like genuinely feel like this might be a way forward for social messaging films because at no point did i think the message overpowered the film like it was you know one yeah. of those films about queer people that wasn't interested in straight people accepting them as who they are it was just about showing you a way of life that you haven't seen on hindi cinema you know what i mean it's this idea of like see for example shubhmangal savdhan there mm. is one gay lead and there is one gay lover you see one type of queer people that you come to know and both of them have distinct personalities but it's still like one unit in badhai do you have rajkumar rao playing a closeted gay character who's also masculine in a very heterosexual way or like which is the ideal for like a masculine man that we've come to assume in a heterosexual context and plus he's a police officer which is known to be like one of the higher oppressors of like the queer community so you know there are shades there plus throughout the course of the movie we see 
Rajkumar Rao fall in love with more than one man yeah. who are also like diametrically different than his character. The first person he falls in love with is younger, ten years younger than him, who's like a student. I like in my head, I thought that that was someone who was figuring out his sexuality, but still like knew much, was more aware about who he was. in terms of how he identifies dan rajkumar and his second lover was gulshan devaya which i actually enjoyed the cameo a lot who yeah. was like again more effeminate than what um, rajkumar rao was so in in these three characters only you're seeing like a world of queer identity that i don't think like one movie has been able to condense before similarly with bhumi petnikar also mm-hmm. like before i go into that i think it's really sad that rajkumar rao gives a like a memorable performance and one of the few performances i liked of him after so long because he's been doing a spate of mediocre films but yeah. he's so good that i feel like it's easy for us to like forget how good bhumi petnekar is as well like she makes it look too easy in every movie she's been she generally makes it look very easy i thought her character was also very very complex and um, between them between her and her lover you know there's also this like imagery in hindi cinema of like queer women who are either depicted as butch like mm. you know people who look queer like they'll have a like a boy cut boy haircut or they'll dress a certain way that makes you like you know you identify that they're queer because they're dressing in like shorts and like they, they look tomboyish yeah here you know like even though homi petnekar like her suman was a pt teacher which you would associate with a tomboyish character like a tapsi pannu in any other movie but she was also feminine you know i like those shades that come in which makes you like wonder about like not wanting to play someone in one box yeah yeah i guess that's what makes this film stand out as you rightly said like it it takes a lot of uh, regular tropes that we've seen with heterosexual romances and dramas and you know the small town family dramas and and it does do something very interesting with them in the sense it normalizes the queer identity which we 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 aren't used to uh, seeing a lot as 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 you mentioned earlier shubhangal jada sadan uh, as as much as i like that film it also did Uh, rely a lot on us noticing the gayness of the characters yeah. involved yeah. the fact that they choose to live a certain way and everyone should accept them and their families need to be less regressive and you know yeah. it was strictly about their love story in a sense here it's about how to move on with life it's not about the love stories itself it's about uh, you know uh, it's about uh, queer characters as normal people in everyday society which which i found very interesting that both of them did not think beyond uh, trying to they weren't exactly trying to scam their families but they were just trying to find a way forward uh, trying to f- trying to find a way forward basically how to live normally and sort of merge into society so i i like that about the film that it did not bother itself with a lot of drama that most yeah. other films uh, most other indian films might have uh, been focused on and that's that's very much Uh, that's the same way they treat the romances in the film too it's not a big deal uh, he falls in love with more than one character her th- and most of it is covered with songs and montages and music and and it's it's the same for her it happens very matter of factly she sees someone in a hospital uh, and they are attracted to each other it's not like uh, the film made a big deal about whether the other person was straight or not it was just what people talk about you know having a gaydar it was just very yeah. not in that sense and i really like that about the film as far as, far as the performances are concerned uh, you're right uh, probably about rajkumar rao sort of giving uh, a memorable performance after a while uh, as i even mentioned you know I, and i mentioned in most of the films i write about as far as 
Rajkumar Rao is concerned, it's difficult to tell one performance from another. Yeah. First, because he's very talented. Secondly, because he's making some really mediocre choices. So, and the films yeah. all look the same. Uh, I, I did like both of them in this film. And I think it's, all, you know, as much as I still may not be able to tell this performance apart from uh, a previous uh, previous few good performances they've given in the last couple of years, I think that works in this favor. Because, you know, again, the film is not right trying to stand out in that sense by standing out it would defeat its own purpose by by focusing on the on the sort of sexual identity of the characters it would uh, uh, probably uh, defeat its own purpose and that's why i like that it was a spiritual sequel of badai do uh, badai ho and that's because badai ho did a lot of these parts very correctly yeah yeah from what I remember because it did not make a big deal it it did use the families in a certain way it did use the setting in a certain way but uh, in the end the focus stayed on characters who were uh, sort of trying to find ways of uh, of sort of merging into the background not standing you know, up like, huh. i also think that with badhai do like i agree with everything you said but i also think it's so much easier for a film to do something and not make a big deal about it when you know the reference points like you know movies about you know older parents falling in love or you know movies about like families or you know movies about like where kids feel a little shameful if their parents older parents are like indulging in pda i think that helps what i think like padhaido did very very well is like despite not having say as many reference points of like what happens when your pure daughter comes out to you as a parent how should you react you know i love that scene between her father and her where her father's first reaction is like you know why did this happen have to happen in my household it's not like he's against or he wants mm. to like be mean to her it's just like that's like a very i feel like normal way for any indian parent who's grown up you know with certain ideals of like kids love sexuality would behave you know that why is this my headache it could happen in other houses and i would be fine but like why does this have to happen like why do i have to go through it which i thought was very genuinely done and i think that's that's what i was getting and that for this movie to not have as many reference points you know mm. whenever anything that we haven't seen is done in a movie and it's new it tends to stand out because we haven't seen something yeah. like this you know but i think what what this film did very well is that make us feel like you know this is not something that is like that you should call it refreshing or that you should call unconventional this is normal and as life should be in many ways it reminded me of shits creek um, mm. in yeah, terms yeah. of it's like it's handling of queer characters like it generally imagines a world like a utopia that should be our future or that should be like the way we should be living right now you know not that it doesn't have traces of homophobia or traces of shame but mm. it's also like the attention or the limelight is solely towards the queer characters and the straight people or the straight characters in the movie have just like a side role like their feelings don't matter as much to the movie which i genuinely thought like is the way to go yeah that's that's a great point actually even the shit creek point and that's that's i guess what this film uh, is so good with it. it it doesn't overstate its importance so people like us who review these films for a living day in and day out we don't say that oh you must watch this film because it's important or it's crucial or it's progressive none of these terms really yeah. occur to us because of the treatment of the characters in the film because of the normalization because of and that lovely scene that you mentioned about the way she comes out to her father and it is established earlier that she and her father have the good relationship yeah. in the household and you expect immediately to be the father to be the hero and the more liberal person the one who might take his daughter's side when she does eventually come out and we know that moment will come uh, and when he does react that way 
I love the fact that there's no defying of uh, of any characters. There's no villainization of any characters. Yeah. It just basically suggests that time will heal everything. The characters who do have to come around will come around. The people, the family members who want to accept them for who they are will come around. There is no drama there. The father reacting that way, I thought, was the most natural thing in the world. Yeah, that yeah, I agree. About his personality. It does not say that he's a hypocrite either. It is It is the most natural reaction for a generation that isn't used to, uh, uh, you know, isn't used to the way uh, things are right now. And and I, I just thought that at the other end of that same stick, uh, Seema Pawa's character, for example, it was so, it would have been so easy to make her the villain in the story. But she yeah. just walked away. When he declares that he is gay too, and that he has been a uh, he he has been a part of this marriage uh, of of his own violation, uh, I love that not all the family members were on board. She just walks away, and we don't see anything of her again. And yeah. the people who were making some insensitive comments, like the doctor, like his brother-in-law, or like his sister, uh, they we do see them in the last scene, sort of coming to terms with it, but at the same time finding it all very amusing so you know yeah. that that real ground that that gray uh, sort of area is very nice so it's not entirely utopian in shit because that would have been unrealistic in an indian context yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. never happen in in the us or in the west you can still imagine a family like that in a small yeah. town where all the characters are getting used to uh, a new family but here I, I i just thought that that they did uh, write that with uh, a lot of sensitivity a lot of uh, truth in mind and and that's why even Gulshan Deva's cameo was really nice like yeah and you know like at the end of the day like you come back to the same things that you know people tend to question about a movie like this in the sense that it's written by two straight men it's directed by a straight yeah. man and it's the two characters the two queer characters are played by um, straight actors right but you know it's a movie like this where representation always doesn't have to like imply intent like you could have that intent and after all you could still have like straight characters playing queer characters but there is like a moment of truth in it and that it doesn't have to be like oh only queer characters should be playing it you know i feel like this movie also like comes to that idea of like you know if you take away representation can you still see intent i feel like the intent of this film and i'm pretty sure like i remember reading a couple of interviews where i did see that they had consulted a lot of people from the community i know manish gaikwad is one of the consultants in the movie yeah, plus yeah. they have a lot of crew who are members from the community they have in the pride parade scenes they have like members from the community so they have consulted people you know so it's not it's yeah. like at the end of the day filmmaking is i still believe should be a medium of creativity that shouldn't be boggled down by you know one person should be playing this on one or some people should only be writing some kind of stories i feel the argument is that if you're writing that story you should go all out to take take care that you've like done full justice to it which i think this movie really really does i haven't seen anyone like say that oh there are two straight characters playing these two queer characters which i think is a small achievement for the film in itself yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. I was actually going to ask you that about where you stand on that uh, sort of particular debate. But I love that the film rendered that null and void with the way they went about things. And as you very nicely put right now, uh, it's the intent that matters in the end. Because, you know, this is not... The, I mean, people... It's very easy to sit back and say, oh, of course, queer characters, queer people should have played those characters and all. But 
for people who aren't aware of how industries work how, how artists work how, how film industries work uh, it's easier said than done you know it's not like everyone has equal opportunity as much as we would like to preach it all the time and it's the same with men and women in the industry too so it is what it is and these these uh, these divides do exist and as far as uh, and and this film does as good a job as possible uh, by you know because it does another sort of representation altogether and as you said they uh, they did their research was solid they did there was a lot of inclusion in the filmmaking itself and you know it, it does show in the way they've gone about things i did like the lovely little touches about uh, that the the way the film was designed like him being a cop as you said you know which are who are regularly oppressors of the community uh, and who are actually symbols of masculinity and people like the army and the police force obviously that is where a lot of news stories come uh, come yeah. about uh, you know people being sort of uh, sidelined once their sexuality is exposed and and it's the same with the way her character like of course a physical education teacher you demand you have a certain image in your head but that she was the more feminine uh, even in the cup i just thought it was really uh, it, it they had a very clear picture of how they wanted to go about the film because it yeah. was a big risk because uh, shubhangal jada sadan did not come very long ago and that was a big step whether we like it or not yeah. no matter if you think about the film it did uh, ignite a lot of conversation a lot of debate and it went it did take a step forward at least for a lot of mainstream queer cinema because there have been a lot of independent films that have been made that go to the festivals that you know that come back not a lot of people say we we all write about it but these are the films that are actually reaching the masses and it's yeah, a great thing to do and it's uh, that that is why i i i want to refrain from using terms like oh this is a big step forward this is a this is uh, the way direction we should go in it's just that because that would go against everything the film stands for too and yeah. that's where that's why i loved the last 20 minutes of the film that that's where my even you know i know that films manipulate you and mainstream yeah. films per se are very good at it but if you want to be manipulated this is how you do it like especially with you a know- Really? I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing that I was pleasantly surprised about by the last like you mentioned last 30 minutes I yeah. thought the scene um the pride scene where um, Rajkumar Rao kind of like participates while being at the side yeah. he, I like the fact that they didn't include him in like he doesn't come and he dances you know that one dance inside or something I like that it wasn't that he was in the side and it didn't feel like a fantasy it felt very real that yeah this could happen this is like a small step that he's come to like asserting himself in public because like through the film we realize he is a little paranoid like whenever yeah. gulshan devaya also like indulges in some pda with him he's not very happy about it yeah and he's just like on high alert like it tells you so much about someone who's grown up having to like hide who they are that that becomes their default you know so i like that number one number two i also really was pleasantly surprised that they didn't end the movie on that you know it would be so easy to have that pride scene as yeah. your last moment of like yeah. rajkumar finally like completing this journey but i also feel like it would have been very um rang very untrue to the film because then it would have become his film i don't yeah. think the movie is just about shardul the movie is about shardul and suman so i like that the end bit is of them um getting a kid together and like you know the family is coming in and like i said like there are so many different types of queer identity that you get to see for instance gulshan devaya doesn't want kids rajkumar rao wants you know that that these two people can coexist and that you know when you think of queer a queer man you don't think of one type of person is like these little things that really go along way in like our at least understanding of like characters 
Yeah, they they kept teasing you with the ending, right? We thought it end there, and as you said, it would have made it about him, but it would have the film would have ended on a high because the pride parade scene is one of the better scenes I've seen in uh, recent memory because you know he's on the sidelines, but he's also sort of found himself in a way. And uh, I would have been very happy if the film ended there, but I did like that they went further than that, as you said, and it it delved into matters of. Uh, for adoption for queer couples and and the fact that even in that last scene they faded out and then faded back in basically yeah, yeah. Uh, toying with the audience expectations of where you expect the film to end and yeah. where the film where life actually begins i i just thought that was a very nice touch i'm sure it could have come across as pretentious if the filmmaking was a little lesser but uh, that that uh, the, the, when it did uh, fade out with uh, rajkumar rao and bhumi sort of sitting alone and uh, not really acknowledging their partners while adopting uh, the baby that would have also been a very valid ending because that would have been as pragmatic as it comes saying that change does not happen in a day uh, but but you know they did give us that nice little feel good ending by the parents uh, telling the partners to join uh, each of them at the in the ceremony so Uh, so yeah all in all i i and you know one of my bet one of my most favorite scenes in the film which i wanted to talk to you about also that's a problem of reviewing you know these films you can't give yeah. shit up yeah and this is this is a movie that is filled to the brim with like the smallest yeah. details and great scenes like if you ask me what my favorite moments are i'll give you like a list of five scenes that i genuinely loved yeah and there's so many you can't write about right because you don't yeah. want to spoil the viewer experience it's not that there are plot twists in this film everything is very predictable but at the same time you do not want to give away the manner of a scene because yeah. you hope to yeah, write because it plays it in so much in how they've actually constructed the film like the gay is the intent the way they yeah. handle the way something is written and uh, that 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 what bring me to that scene uh, of the revelation when uh, when sort of gulshan devaya goes with uh, Rajkumar Rao from the station with his mother and you know you don't you you know that it's around the corner that the parents yeah. are going to find out but the way it's done like when Shiva Chadda enters the room it has already happened when yeah. by the time Rajkumar Rao enters the room he just sees his mother's shocked face and everything is basically revealed without saying a word you yeah. just see uh, you just see uh, uh, her coming out uh, you know half dressed you see the partner uh, and you you get a good idea that they yeah. were the bedroom together and the mother yeah. that could have easily been a scene with monologues and with like confrontation and drama yeah. and like that was that it wasn't was so good yeah that could have been a scene that was actually shown and yeah. the fact that it was implied uh, and we were left to join the dots in our imagination is great because you know we we don't really need to see the scene we saw it coming from like yeah. three uh, yeah. for like three scenes away so you know just showing shiba chadda's sort of face and of course i did really like her performance in this film it was very different you know compared to i i know we've seen her in this context a lot like in as as part of the big indian family the great crazy indian family but the, she did have have a sort of individualism to her in this film that really let her stand out Uh, from the rest and in that particular scene i thought she did very well because uh, there was so much that was said through that film and no dialogue was said everything yeah. was understood the shock you know, was i love that scene as well like you do i have a couple of favorites that i'll mention as well yeah. but you know one of the other things i like about the scene it's in continuation when like bhumi pedneker's father comes to pick her up and she goes and then rajkumar calls her and the first thing he tells her is not like are you okay or is everything fine the first thing he tells her is that please don't tell them about me yeah. which yeah. i think that one line kind of encapsulated like so much back story and so much like character development for this person shardul as well right the fact that you know at the end of the day he still doesn't want to like 
you know he doesn't want to be the knight in sh- shining armor for her because he is also at stake right yeah yeah that was uh, that was again one of those very small touches that you know may sort of just pass by while you're watching it but you do notice these little touches and and yeah, yeah that was a lovely scene because that's a very rajkumar rao thing to do you know say, yeah. say we've seen his character in so many films do that kid let me save my ass first and then you know he's he's always morally a little ambiguous before he comes of age in most yeah. of his films and that that middling sort of masculinity that he represents i believe is a very important uh, aspect of modern hindi cinema of new age hindi cinema which uh, which you know which is also more or less the the topic of even this podcast today like if uh, i mean th- this this masculinity that he represents in this particular film that he's been unsuccessful at to some extent in a lot of his previous films yeah. i i really like that there is such a uh, there is sort of this middle ground in uh, hindi cinema these days because it's neither here nor there and uh, somehow the audience doesn't know how to accept these characters at some yeah, point yeah i think i think the crucial difference which is also something i thought when i saw a completely mm. different show called uh, ye kali kali aankhe and tahir raj right. basin's performance in it plus this is that you know it is masculinity though i mean like what rajkumar rao is in this movie he is a masculine hero regardless of what his sexuality is like i mean he's into bodybuilding he's like really cares about how he looks and he has a kind of like physicality to it and mm. i thought the same about tahir raj's character where you yeah. know he might not have any agency that's a different thing but he's still masculine but yeah. i think what's different from these two iterations of the of masculinity and what we're used to seeing as like macho heroes is that this masculinity doesn't seem threatening to women you know yeah. what i mean like the masculinity doesn't come at the cost of like women which i think is like the difference that we are starting to see in like our in hindi cinema's interpretation of masculinity like i don't think masculinity was ever a bad thing it got a bad rep because it would be be like you know the center of attraction and and no one else could like live if masculinity was there yeah it it is actually a good segue into tairaj basin sort of uh, in kali kali aake and in general you know the kind of even in loop lapeta to an extent the character he played it yeah. it is It, it is that sort of as you said you know it is a masculinity but you also get a sense that it is a very derived sense of masculinity you feel yeah. like characters have grown up watching uh, films watching hindi cinema watching say the salman khans and the akshay kumars and all represent a certain kind of heroism they want to sort of uh, uh, in their head they want they think that is my, that's why you see shardul sort of building his body to overcompensate for a lot of other yeah. uh, closeted things that he represents and a lot of and that is his idea that in small town in a small town like dehradun that is the idea of masculinity you probably grow up with and yeah. ayushman that, that's also and a character grow up in plain view yeah yeah as exactly. someone who's like closeted and gay that's also you hide when you have the markers of like a heterosexual man or what their interest or what their definition of masculinity is exactly and that that's what so much Uh, so many of ayushman uh, khurana uh, khurana characters also do and that's what i saw with tairaj basin too in ye kali kali aake he always had this idea of what he needed to be but yeah. he could not be so he he just kept feeling that he's sort of a failure of masculinity in a way and that yeah. the entire series sort of hinged on that little uh, chasm between two ideals of masculinity and i feel like yeah. the other thing that i think ye kali kali aankhe and balahido have slightly in common when it comes to this like exploration of masculinity is that these are two movies and shows that don't confuse masculinity of the lead characters with agency 
Like yeah. you know, you can have masculinity, but that doesn't mean you have agency, which has been the case with all of these Salman Khan's, Akshay Kumar yeah. movies that you are seeing, where the masculinity is so all-consuming that it's the like your hall pass. Like you can do anything if you are this kind of a person. But here, like for example, Rajkumar Rao, uh, Rao's character Shardul grows up in like a family of women, right? But they also yeah. like matriarchs where he doesn't have as much say. Same yeah. with his posting where he's posted in this Mahila um, thana where like no one takes him like. seriously in terms of like harm or like you know this is a threat so i feel like that that exploration of agency similarly with like um tahir in ye kali kali aankhya show i really really loved and which also i thought like flew under the radar given that it was netflix's like only good show in like in yeah. a while yeah. was this idea that this is a guy who is very masculine like he's attractive he's uh, dresses a certain way is into women you know like very street smart but also like when it comes to part or agency kind of doesn't have because of like financial or economic reasons he has to like you know fall kind of be be sub be subservient to like a woman and her family yeah exactly that's that's exactly the point uh, even and that is the common sort of aspect between these two characters these two this film and this show and a lot of other films also lately and this whole sort of hybrid hero thing that tyraj basin touched upon in one of his interviews is actually a real thing because you yeah. know you Uh, you don't really that is not an hero per se but at the same time this it's a question of agency nowadays it's it's not really the image it's not really uh, the physicality of these characters anymore it's not really that they are bumbling and they're the other end of it or they're the emasculated either so it, yeah. it is that whole hybrid hero thing that i feel like this middle cinema middle indian cinema does so well and uh, as much as it becomes a trope after a while i feel like there is a lot of nuance in portraying it and i feel like actors like tyraj basin and rajkumar rao to an extent now uh, i feel like when they do these roles there's nothing spectacular about them but i think therein also lies a lot of beauty about yeah. uh, uh, doing it because they they resist so many other things while portraying these characters tyraj uh, basin's character in that film had so many opportunities to be the hero and just kill everyone and come out of it and make it a twisted love story where you know the man is as toxic as the woman but the yeah. whole point is that the man has a certain kind of truth and a certain lack of agency that he's struggling with he can't he doesn't even know how to operate a gun he has to go on yeah. youtube so i i just thought that that entire exploration of that kind of manhood is a very very refreshing thing to have in modern hindi cinema and especially yeah. in the age of social media and all where everything is dissected everything is sort of uh looked at from a particular lens i thought it was a very brave and a very cheeky series to make in this day and age yeah yeah completely agree and that like i remember talking to the director and he told me something that the show was like in the making for 20 years which to me was insane because you know even though the show kind of retains like an old school like tv like sensibilities of like plot development or like yeah. i mean like handling of like scenes but it still is very modern in a way of like like you said it's commentary on masculinity it's commentary on like love or power dynamics and i thought that was like shows like how evolved you can be in your writing as well if you choose to be which is the same case for badhai do in my head is that for me badhai do was like a film that was very cohesive in its writing in like very clear cut about how it wanted to depict something and was complemented by two like excellent performances like one of the like this movie has no kiss so to say but one of my favorite a couple of my favorite images are of you know both of them being like romantic with their respective partners i love yeah. that scene that happens uh, when she 
goes to get a blood test because she wants to like spend time um, yeah. with yeah. her and mm. that whole sequence is shot in it's like a very cheeky sequence because it's shot like her love interest is shot exactly how like male directors shoot women in love songs like you know that manic pixie dream girl you've looked yeah. at her hair and you zoom in on mm. her hand and stuff like that for smile but here the gaze is reversed right i thought the fact that they were touching the fact that you know the camera was zooming in on how they were looking at each other i thought that was incredibly like romantic and sexy exactly that that's the thing like that entire the way these heterosexual couples we've grown up seeing in so many films sort of fall in love that entire honeymoon period and all and, and they didn't make a fuss about the same thing except the uh, it's just that the, these were the same characters except they were the same gender and you know it doesn't really uh, and not enough credit can be given to it uh, as far as this particular sort of lens is concerned and i, I guess over time when this film does get available on streaming as most films do after the theatrical releases uh, uh, i guess that's when a lot of discourse might happen to when there's wider access to the common public because um, i mean as much as we'd like to believe it even though this film did earn a bit of money uh, not a lot of people have seen it because yeah. we are still at the end of a uh, uh, fag end of a wave and you know we uh, theaters aren't totally functional yet uh, and so, this was like the first movie also to release in yeah, the theaters film. after the third wave right and people are still waiting for the bansalis and the you know and the other yeah. big big uh, ticket films to come out so a lot of people may not have been aware of this film either so when it yeah. does come on streaming and that's why streaming is such a blessing i feel like there will be a fair amount of you know positive discourse around the film and yeah, yeah. I th- I generally think people will find this film when it comes like yeah. online. I know that's a sad state of affairs, but I mean that's how like not just our attention spans, but also like the circumstances are kind of geared towards. Like I feel like if I wasn't reviewing movies for a living, I hmm. I don't think I would have like seeked out this movie. I would have waited for it to like come online. You know, so I kind of understand why people may not want to go, but I definitely do think that this film will find its viewers. Exactly, and and that's so. It'll be so interesting to see entire families sort of watching it together and not feeling, not sort of walking out of the room or not cringing or not, you know. You know, uh, that's another thing I also liked about that movie that you know it didn't talk down to the Indian parents or the Indian like conservativeness. Yeah, like yeah. it, it wasn't condescending to it. Even Rajkumar Rao's coming out scene, I was very affected by it mm. because uh, he talks about it like very like. normally like you know if you think like she's disgusting so am i you know it's like it comes to the point very quickly and it's not like talking down it's not making anyone feel like oh if you don't believe this you're a bad human being it's just asking that you know you should see also things in a different perspective and i feel like this movie knows its target audience it knows it's not talking to people like you and me respect, like it, like talking to us it's talking to families and it knows how to talk to them yeah exactly uh, and and that is uh, that, that is actually one of the strengths of the film and and the entire uh, sort of small town thing as you even mentioned right now and the more i think about it that that's what you know it it does become a little more palatable in that sense because that was the only thing that really truly sort of uh, not really irritated me but that was the only minor no, problem no, i i get i get your point but you know i also thought of the small town thing for me this movie kind of justified its small townness because I, I, think of a lavender marriage in a big city i don't think your yeah. problems are that immediate of like being discovered because by inherently cities are like mediums of like isolation right you can be isolated so easily in a city but when yeah. you are and dehradun is not exactly like a how do i say it not exactly like a village kind yeah. of like closeness or like a big city it's somewhere in between right where it's still like easy to stand out 
Yeah. So how do you navigate life there? I thought was I thought that the movie justified its setting, which is why I didn't mind it much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. And uh, yeah, I mean, is, is there anything else you'd like to add about uh, Badayo and maybe Thairaj Basin? Um. Both. Yeah. But yeah, Badayo, I think we should discuss a little on Shiva Chadda because she was one of my favorite characters of the movie. I liked how they kind of, you know, what I found interesting is how they kind of. Positioned her as someone who's kind of like loony in the sense that yeah, yeah. if you notice, she doesn't have an opinion on things. You know, she yeah. waits for like Seema Pawa, who is like more of like the matriarch of the family, to give her an opinion, to like tell her how to think. And which is why, like the fact when Rajkumar now comes out to her that she embraces him is like the first time she's thinking for herself. You know, these are like little things. But I was very very fascinated by her character. Obviously, Shiva Chadda is great as per usual. And there's no one who can pull off that like wide eyes looniness yeah, without yeah. making it look like a caricature. But you know, while watching the movie, there was also like a part of me looking at her performance and like her reaction. Like she's slow, right? Her reaction times and all. In my head, I was like, you know, I feel like she kind of like deep down knew that her son was gay. Yeah. No, that's a that's actually a good point because I was trying to put my finger on what was exactly was strange and nicely strange about this character and this performance and. I thought in the beginning that oh she's loony for the sake of being loony she's one of those typically quirky characters that are st- supposed to stand out in a film because you know there are so many overbearing yeah, yeah. characters yeah, like around. Colorful character you have. Yeah, right? colorful character. So I, I I thought that was the case in the beginning, but you know the the way she and that's what you mentioned right now uh, that it was her coming of age in a way too, right? By accepting her son, she was basically accepting herself too in that family as a widow. And uh, and I thought uh, the, you know her having her own opinion in the end. I love that scene where she actually embraces Rajkumar Rao when he's you know weeping on the terrace, and after you know he, he comes clean to his entire family. She's the only one who seeks him out, and when she does yeah, hug him, yeah. he reaches for his heart first, and uh, you know yeah. she puts her uh, fist on his heart as if to say that you know your heart beats the same as uh, everyone else, as everyone heterosexual that I know, and that itself was such a nice little touch. uh that performances can give you know not not exactly yeah, the yeah. not the direction yeah. you're pretty sure it came from shiba chadda and rajkumar rao themselves and and th- yeah. that is what exactly that's why i really like watching these veteran actors who've been on tv for donkey's ages sort of really uh, uh you know come into their own in film and in cinema in web shows we've seen shiba chadda do this role in so many uh, uh, in so many households but she's never the mother per se she is yeah. a- She her. is that colorful character. She is that colorful character. She is either the aunt or she is one of the. Uh, she is what you know. What what uh, Seema Pawa would played in this film too, and and that's what yeah. that's why I liked her in even Paglet and in this film where she is technically playing uh, a grieving mother in both films. And uh, the two uh, the two other scenes also I really liked from this movie is one is again they're very small. One I really like is the wrestling scene where um, we learn that you know. Uh, uh, what's his name? Shardul wanted to be a bodybuilder, and when he was a kid, he would watch like a uh, yeah. lot of like wrestling on TV, and that's how he kind of like figured out his own sexuality or realized that he might not be straight. And right. there's that scene where he looks at his like nephew watching wrestling, and he just like keeps asking him a couple of questions just to figure out whether this guy might be as well. Yeah. I thought that was like yeah. such a nice way, and like there's uh, Bhumi Suman in the background, kind of looking at him, saying, "What are you doing?" He's just a kid watching wrestling, but you know, just the fact that. Every like everything we like or we see or we have an interest in is kind of related to like how we 
Siachas or Harvey or Sword Archers is such a such a like a smart touch. I don't think a lot of movies think about it that way. Yeah, that's that's a great point. Also, like the wrestling thing, as much as I noticed and all, I did not uh, connect the dots that way. But and yeah, as it's it sort of rooted in how we grow up and the signs we sort of may or may not see when we are growing up. And uh, yeah, the, that scene was, I, and it it was also so nicely acted by Rajkumar Rao. Yeah, the other scene I really liked is the like one of the threads I really like about this movie is the subversion of like whatever we used to seeing in like a romantic template in Hindi cinema. And uh, one of the things that I think was very, very nicely done was the rain sequence, where you know, like you know, normal in in any other Hindi movie, um, by normal I mean like two straight characters, is the fact that you know the rain sequences when they kiss or you know when like something romantic yeah, yeah. happens, and you are like Rajkumar and Bhumi Pindekar are actually having a conversation of you know what if we just like have sex once and just have a kid? It's not hard, and right. they kind of like tease you to the fact that they're about to do it, and hmm. like that's when like I feel like if they're done. Done that, like if they had kissed, I would have been out of the movie because then it just felt like pandering to me. But the fact yeah. that they didn't, and they showed that you know this is what they had thought of going through just because they can't live their lives. I thought it was a very nice commentary on you know what we're used to like seeing as well. Yeah, especially with the rain, and it's nice that you pointed that out because that was, as far as I remember, the only time it was raining in the film. I think most yeah. of the film was either in fog or sunshine, and especially to the end, there was a lot of sunshine. because of course both of them were sort of uh, coming yeah. closet so yeah i mean that that different context in which you see the rain and the romance of two sort of uh, uh, queer characters you know wondering if they should be heterosexual because it's raining or because it's because that's what it, they've come to basically yeah. uh, they've been pushed to a corner uh, that was really nicely done too yeah. yeah also just the fact that um this also seemed like a very nice addition to what i think in my head is like the companionship movie in the sense of the relationship between um suman and shardul who are mm. not like when the film starts out they're not exactly friends right and yeah. they are also not exactly lovers because they're both like gay and they're not into each other but mm. just the fact that you know throughout the movie like they come to a sense of like understanding each other like when he also comes out to his parents he doesn't mm. call gulshan devaya like guru first he calls her and even in the last scene where she spots him and she kind of knows that he's like a little bit like not okay with like asserting himself in public and he gets paranoid she puts on a mask and she looks at him to like encourage him and when she, he also puts on his mask she like just looks at admiration i thought it was a very nice like companionship yeah. movie as well yeah that's that's a nice point too the like companionship part and of course coming back to that lovely scene that we've been talking about for so long the mask scene and you know the entire mask being associated with superheroes and then in a di- very different way yeah. pride parades uh, you know having its own superheroes uh, context is i've always be- been very fascinated by it and i love the way it was shot and you know even rajkumar rao when he wears his mask was shot at an angle that you normally see superheroes yeah from the top in, right from, yeah. yeah from the bottom basically and you see rajkumar rao at the top and yeah. the camera was looking up at him you know you almost expected a cape to come out which we did see in shubhmangal jada sadan is using his you know ayushman yeah. was wearing a cape so yeah i mean these are very nice little things that very you know without any fuss is taking this kind of cinema forward uh, and and you know maybe uh, when when you know when people do end up talking about it whenever that is 
uh, I, I think people will realize that we've come a long, very, very long way from, uh, uh, you know, where we were 10 or 15 years ago, even for that matter, five years ago, because yeah. uh, I, was are, very, uh, I was very surprised to see Pratik Vat's name as like the co-director. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even see it at the press screening. I remember you told me about it. And then I went home and looked up like mm. that's like a collaboration I would have not imagined. But I, <laughs> from what I read, I feel like um, Pratik Vats did shoot the pride bits. Mm. Um, that's yeah. what like I read an interview where that's what like Harshwadhan and Akshat were talking about the mm. whole Dehradun staging because they've flown down people from Delhi, people from the community from Delhi to shoot that scene and I feel like a lot of the things that we like in the second half might be Pratikvat's doing which is like great. Yeah, that, that's a, yeah I know I, even I was very shocked to see his name but I did not know that he did shoot those bits and it sort of makes sense in the end because uh, uh, I mean, given that he's only he's only made Ibalehu right before this. So he well, he's also made a documentary, but yeah, that's not a feature. He made the documentary about Manohar Aik. It's about right. uh, that bodybuilder from Calcutta. Oh yeah, okay, okay, right. But uh, you know, the last bits also reminded me of Ibalehu because if you see the way it's shot, it's very handheld. It's very like you know, roving ah, camera right. movements, lots of movements, which is something like also in the last twenty minutes of Ibalehu is a similar form of like filmmaking. Yeah, exactly. That last scene of Ibaleo will never really forget. Uh, and the way the handheld camera sort of becomes its own character. Yeah, and that Pride Parade pretty much makes this film too. Like it is the be all and end all of their journey. And I, I really love that it culminated in something like that. But there was still a good 10 minutes to go in the film itself. Yeah, you know? yeah. I know, I know like when I started watching the film and I saw it was two and a half hours long, at that point, I also didn't know that Gehraya would be two and a half hours yeah. long. So I was very innocent and naive. Yeah. But I remember when I saw two and a half hours, I groaned internally. I guess that's more on me than anything else because I do feel like I respond better or like I respect movies better when they're under two hours because most yeah. of the movies that are longer than two hours do not justify their time, uh, their length at all. They just get greedy. Yeah. But with this movie, like I feel like... Um, I wasn't bored throughout its runtime, you know. So, like, that is something that I can say for sure, like, without saying that whether it could be a little short or not. But I wasn't, like, tuned off at any point, which I think is also, like, something to say about the movie's length. Yeah, same here, same here. I, I did not notice the length. And, you know, I, I also felt like, uh, as far as Rajkumar Rao's journey is concerned as an actor or as a mainstream actor now, uh, I, I feel like there are a lot of improvements he made He's made, even when he was in his golden phase back in 2016-17, hmm. when he was doing all those very critically acclaimed films, uh, he did have certain limitations back then, which I used to write about in here and there when I used to see I him. I know in... the drunk. I know you do not like Rajkumar Rao as a drunk. Rajkumar Rao does drunk scenes. Terrible drunk scenes. But in this, some of yeah. the most affecting scenes were him after drinking yeah. all yeah, yeah. heartbroken and tortured. You know, that yeah. tortured part did not ever come out the way it did here because you could yeah. see years and years of frustration and suppression uh, the way uh, he sort of doesn't overdo it here but he he just makes a statement with the way he does it and the way even Bhumi looks at him is very yeah. empathetic it's very it's very affectionate in a different way and it's it's literally like two outcasts sort of connecting uh, through the medium of alcohol where one is sort of uh, tipsy but you know for a fact this is not his personality he will not yeah. the rest of the film getting drunk and you know whining about his luck and his fate they have agency and they do it their own way and I love that you know they didn't make a big deal out of that either so I felt like Raj 
did add these nice little touches and 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 sort of Shardul Thakur being a very tortured character, but at the same time someone who is willing to look forward. Uh, I, I thought it was a very difficult choice to make as a filmmaker, but a very good one. Yeah, because Shardul Thakur could so easily be just like a very like a bitter, jaded character, yeah. right? But the fact that this guy also had like a light kind of touch to his personality made it like all the more uh, affecting. I guess. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And uh, is there is there anything else you'd like to add about the film? About the film, no. I think we've like done a very thorough dissection, but. Uh, I did hear Tahiraj Basin. Uh, you say Tahiraj Basin, and if I have one weakness as of now, it is Tahiraj Basin. So I mean, I genuinely have to say, like this is completely off topic, but the kind of like like not journey to so to say, but the kind of movies he is doing, I I've always been like pleasantly surprised. Like this is a guy who debuted with like the role of a villain, where he genuinely stole the thunder from like Rani Mukherjee's. Like under everything, and yeah, then he yeah. with a very similar character in one of the John Abraham movies. Post two, post two, which was so terrible, but he was so like full of sass and like sleek, yeah. and I remember it because of him. Yeah. And then I remember him Chichore, where he also he was just like kind of uh, sassy, kind of uh, not macho per se, but like cocky, like a little bit yeah. of like cockiness, yeah. like knows what he is, and like a little bit more like assertive. And then he plays like Loop Lapeta and Ye Kali Kali Aankhe. Like I think Ye Kali Kali Aankhe was like magnificent casting. I don't think anyone else right now, besides like if I take all the Hindi actors out, like maybe a Raj Kumar or Ayushman, but that also wouldn't have been this fresh because we've yeah. seen them play certain iterations. But mm. Tahir Raj Basin really, to me, felt like someone who really shouldered the show. Yeah, that diversity that we are talking about and that we only used to see in like say someone like Shahrukh Khan in the nineties. Who used to start off with so many different kinds of roles, and that's yeah. what you know, that's that's the that's the irony of the whole thing that you know, Ye Kali Kali Aake is an ode to that era, and Tahir yeah. such a nice job of sort of uh, almost subverting our expectations of what he would do next. Because uh, when I saw him as a villain in his first two films, I was like, I can see him for the rest of my life as this villain. I will yeah. not complain after that. and i did not mind it at all but then him taking on these very unglamorous in a way these roles uh, and getting noticed for them uh, taking on these roles which don't really steal a scene and sort of at the same time let the film do its job or let the series do its job is a very good thing and it's a, it's a very smart choice because he's taken a while to get going because yeah, that and Mm. um ye kali kali aankhe are his first lead roles and he's been around since mardani which is like 2014 right that's 8 years right and you think you think it come you know you think once he made a splash in mardani he would come out like all guns firing but yeah while and i feel like he's all the better for that because he has uh, made a few mistakes in the interim like most young say artists would do who, who are successful so early he did that other terrible web show uh, on the same day as ye kali kali aake it released right the uh, yeah yeah ranjish shahi i mean right. the fault wasn't him per se but yeah he wasn't like yeah. the most charismatic in that either but you know even in loop lapeta i thought he was so much fun like i i kind of liked him i know you liked the movie much more than i did and i also liked the movie but i wasn't like satisfied by it if that makes sense but yeah. i generally liked him more than tapsi i thought his satya was like so much fun and i could never know what he was going to do next Yeah, no, same year. I thought he was having a ball with the camera itself. Like I think he yeah. was 
really sort of playing the clown not for the heck of it but because his character was that kind of character and i like that that they translated the original film in that way through his perspective because he made satya a kind of very uh, a character you almost feel bad for but at the same time you understand their particular relationship that they have and even i liked him more than tapsi pannu in that film even though you know she technically plays the titular role of sort of ran lola ran but uh, i i did like what uh, tahir did with that film he could have very easily gone overboard and hammed yeah. it yeah. and i mean uh, i thought like at least hmm. half of the film's kookiness that they tried with its filmmaking came also because of tahir raj's performance because his performance felt so light so very like unconscious of like himself and he was genuinely having fun and whenever you see an actor having fun with yeah. like the character they are playing it automatically translates yeah exactly and that's why you know i'm glad they are making a kali kali ake second season uh they, because when i talked to him he had said that i don't know if i'm making a second season so i'm glad to know that's happening so netflix did commission it after that uh, i guess they got a good response and uh, and that's a good thing because it's one of the very few netflix india shows that is worth watching and, and is very enjoyable to me that netflix wouldn't like like this also goes to show how much like netflix india doesn't know its audience mm. like it, i remember when the show was coming out they did not market or promote the show at all and even yeah. when ripus came out which i were largely positive right mm. yeah. um it still didn't promote it you know to me that seems like so wild that if you have one show that people are willing to talk about why wouldn't you go all guns blazing after that show yeah. and you know for a show like mismatched or like some other show it'll go like they'll spend their hours promoting it like decoupled right like they went after that show like at least, at least give a trigger warning before you see <laughs> one of the worst shows i've ever seen but you know they and as you said i think they were second guessing themselves they did not expect uh, the reaction to this uh, film the way it reminded me of the way dharma second guess kapoor and sons back in 2000 yeah yeah no, but you know with netflix i think the problem it's like i feel like ye kali kali aankhe has revealed so many of their gaps because i feel like netflix india at this point only responds to big filmmakers or big names yeah, and yeah. that's the only way they'll promote something for example ye kali kali aankhe is directed by a guy who made balika vadu who is a yeah, tv yeah. director who's made yeah. like a couple of shows on like old balaji you know yeah and it's written by a tv actor as well this guy called varun badola who used to be in a lot of these star plus shows yeah. and i mean tahiraj wasin and shweta tripathi aren't like big sells right yeah. they are not like even in the indie circle i don't think they're big sells so like this i think they treated it like a jamtara like it was one of those chotu things exactly. that they have and like that's it yeah and that's the irony all these shows are the ones actually were talking about like even jamtara is very interesting for all its yeah. flaws and uh, yeah. you- Yeah, and Siddharth Singh Gupta. Not a lot of people had heard about. Maybe Andeki. Uh, a few people had watched. I yeah. think he lived maybe. And even I had watched it very late. And I did notice that uh, uh, the actress uh, Achal Singh. I think in this yeah, film, is, is the same in this though, series yeah. is from Andeki also. And that's where I remembered her face from. And and it's nice that you know these names who've been around in television and maybe streaming here and there have really uh, sort of. uh been the first bonafide sort of quality show netflix has had in a while and as you said it exposes the that the, you know their gaps as far as publicizing the wrong shows are concerned publicizing the uh, the art that they commissioned for all these years are concerned and and i'm glad that we will see a next season because of course the way this uh, ye kali kali aake started did obviously suggest that there will be uh, a yeah, second season yeah 
whether it's made or not who knows but i yeah, I, yeah the it, last it, question yeah. i have for you is uh, related to ye kali kali aankhe because this is the question that i struggled with when i was watching the show and it told me a lot about my perception as well did you think um the character that anchal played in the show was like a negative character like did you see her as the villain no i didn't actually because you know uh, for, for the way her character sort of is presented in this show is at odds with the way we are used to seeing toxic or psychotic characters normally they are yeah. sort of labeled as uh, a little twisted a little psychotic it reminded me a little of you in that sense that netflix series you uh, yeah. Yeah. is is like you know it from it from their own sort of world view in their from the perspective that we are seeing the surroundings in the show in uh, they are completely normal people acting totally rationally in what they think is uh, in what they think is uh, is supposed to happen to them so i just felt that the show got the difference like the show got the fact that we are supposed to grin at characters like this being not very self aware at all like she was not self aware and uh, i think that the same can be said about uh, even him in the show to an extent you know the reason we did find it funny or to uh, to an extent amusing a lot of things in the show is not because they were actually comedic moments or anything it's because the characters are so woefully out of depth with reality or the the world that they uh, are operating in the the fact that she grew up under a very corrupt and murderous politician this is exactly how you'd expect a spoiled rich daughter of a political family uh, to behave and she never really threatened him per se yeah, yeah. always wanted that's very interesting it. because you know when i was watching the show i was inherently viewing her as the villain because there is like oh man she's coming between like these two lovers she's making him do things that he doesn't want to do just because like she comes from like a corrupt family and like a powerful family but you know then i also thought that that's like if this was a man i don't think i would have said so because it's just like someone going after what they want and yeah. even in this show like she's always asking him hey do you want to marry me and he's saying yes so like i don't think she has any reason to like not believe that she's just choosing to believe what she gets like at no point does he tell her that he's not into anyone else so she's like okay this guy is into me and like the love she has for him i feel is genuine yeah I, so like that made me question like how i read characters as well no exactly and the show actually wanted us to sort of be to an extent ambivalent about the whole thing because if you notice the way she is introduced is as yeah. that toxic sort of poison ivy uh, yeah. character that like is out to ruin his life right that is that she's bad luck for him and she is going to turn him into a monster but that is the whole thing if you look at the whole show from her his her perspective if you just shift uh, sort of views of yeah, the then it is a romantic story like she's out to get what she wants and she gets it to an extent she is in her own own rich girl poor boy love story if you yeah. look that way yeah. and she is actually succeeding at it yeah so yeah i mean that was and i'm glad we did discuss ye kali kali aake Uh, sort of even though uh, the sort of segue was from the most unusual film uh, uh, as uh, one would expect but uh, i'm guessing we did a fair job of uh, uh, of discussing these two films which i really wanted to talk about i remember i i uh, talked to you earlier about sairaj basin 2 and i'm glad we finally ended up uh, discussing it so <coughs> unless there's anything uh, pressing you'd like to add uh, to our discussion Besides uh, the fact that I think Tahiraj Bhasin should star in everything that comes out this year, I don't think I have much to add. I'm sure. I'm sure there are other ways to find out his uh, ask for his phone number, but I'm sure 
uh, yeah, I'm sorry if he's listening to this, uh, you get the drift. But uh, yeah, we are rational, we are pragmatic, we are critics, so we are unbiased. So let's act like that. And, yeah, let's have some deep conversations, Saul. Yeah, Gerai, yeah, conversation. I think that joke has gotten very old, as old as the discourse around it these days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so thanks for joining me, and uh, hopefully we'll be back soon discussing uh, the next uh, show we're talking about or the next film we're talking about. Uh, thanks for joining me, and uh, I'll uh, see you guys soon. And do uh, write into us if you have any feedback or any suggestions about what we should talk about. Uh, see you soon.